lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast of anecdotal research where we share stories about sex in an effort to improve sex lives around the world. And my guest today is Raquel Naomi. Welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. (laughs) And also, this is our first episode where we are actually recording video as we are recording here. So we're just going to like take a minute to wave to you guys. But then we're mostly going to look at each other. Yeah. Because otherwise our sound sound will sound like this. And that would be dumb. (laughs) Hi. Do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, guys. Should I look at them? No, just Come look on. at me. So I'm Raquel Naomi. I am a life coach that specializes in spiritual coaching. And I'm here on this podcast to talk about our favorite subject, which is sex. And Amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> and would you just tell everybody about your early introductions to sex? Like, sure. You sound like a very sex positive person. A hundred percent. So I started having sex when I was 15, 16. I want to say 15 because that's when I had my first boyfriend. And I was lucky enough to be raised in a household where my mom was very sex positive. My dad, not so much. When he found out I was having sex, he legit told me like, don't do that anymore. And I was like, you can't stop me from having sex. I'm going to have sex if I want to. How did he find out that you were having sex? And what was that conversation like? Sorry that... So my sister was the one that told him that I was having sex. Is your sister older or younger? Older than me. She told him, <laughs> yes. So he got mad when he found out because it was my first boyfriend. I was like 16 at the time probably yeah. when he found out. Oh, yeah. I was with my boyfriend for about a year by then. And I'm sorry, but if you don't know your kid's having sex by then, like, I mean, I, I mean parents I don't want to think about I it, right? I wasn't, but I just didn't have the opportunity. So like, y- okay. I guess I was doing something. But when you have a boyfriend, like a serious yeah. boyfriend that you've been with for like a year. Yeah always with each other when you can. I mean, I would put two and two together and be like, maybe they're having sex. Yeah. But as a father, you don't want to think about it. Totally understand. So he told me when he found out, like, you shouldn't be doing that anymore. And I was like, I'm sorry, you can't stop me. I'm going to be smart about it though, dad. Don't worry. I won't get pregnant, but <laughs> I'm going to keep having sex. Oh so my, gosh. <laughs> my mom was really positive when it came to sex with me. Like she told me like she wanted me to be smart about it talk to her if I needed anything, get tested. She was like all about that. How old were you when she had that conversation? Was it like after you started having sex or was it before? I don't even know. It's kind of, it's kind of organic the way we start talking about it. I want to say we start talking about it more after I had my first boyfriend for sure. And then she told me if I wanted to get on birth control, then she could get me on birth control. Oh, nice. Um, but I actually started getting on birth control because I was having really hard periods. And then mm. I just so happened to have a boyfriend at the same time too. And it just happened to work out. So, so were you guys having unprotected sex? Yes. I guess that. I guess that's yes. if you're birth control and a boyfriend, then that's, that's golden. Yes. Yeah, so we were having unprotected sex. And I know you talk a lot about condoms on this sex, uh, condoms on this podcast too only because I think people don't talk about them enough yes like and I agree like we really should be using it but as for me like I personally hate condoms like I hate the way oh I do feel. too I hate the taste when you're giving a blowjob yes. afterwards I've never given a blowjob with a condom I've never on. done it over a condom but like I've given blowjobs like in between rounds of sex like oh. po- and like that like, probably tastes like latex it does it, it tastes like latex and, and I don't like, uh, like it's not my favorite flavor yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I go to that. I've never, I, w- I would be curious to try like a flavored condom, but I just feel like. Have you ever licked a flavored condom and like tried it? Like I no. put it on my finger Never and I have. like licked it and I was like, it still tastes like a strawberry balloon. And I don't know if I'm exactly a fan about that. Yeah, no but I am about condoms. Like people should definitely use condoms. But for yeah. me, like I didn't use a condom when I was, I, I mean, I use it with my boyfriend maybe the first few times that we had sex. But once I got on, once I was on the pill consistently, I was like, Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're done using it. Are, yeah. are your parents pretty liberal overall, or how would you yeah, describe them? Yeah, they're pretty liberal overall. I mean, Hawaii in general is like a pretty liberal state. So I was lucky enough to grow up in a house where they had very liberal, opening, accepting views. So, did nice. you get any like insight from your sister ahead of time since she was older, or what? Yes. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because. Shortly after we came back home from a trip in Arizona, I want to say that's where they were stationed at the time because her husband's in the military. We started talking about sex because this was like my first real boyfriend. She's like, have you had sex yet? And I'm like, no, but I'm thinking about it. So she was just telling me, she's like, we'll be smart about it if you do. But I mean, you should. It's fun. Like she was the one that was telling me like, it's so great. It's so fun. Like you should do it. So, I mean, shortly after I came back home from that trip, I was like, let's have sex. (laughs) But, like, prior to us, like, prior to that trip, like, we were making out, like, you know, you know how it is when you're young. Like, we were doing everything but sex, basically. Yeah. Except for head, because I only, believe it or not, only recently enjoyed giving head, like, recently with my fiance. He was, like, the first person, poison, person (laughs) that I actually enjoyed giving head to, because prior to that, I just... I don't really like it. Will you talk about that a little more? Like what, why, and what changed? How, what shifted? Why? Okay. I think what changed to be honest is that my fiance is very vocal when I give him head. So like he, I can tell that he enjoys it and he likes it. Will you give us a demonstration (laughs) of like some of the sounds he makes? He'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, babe, right there. Or just like, mm. that's just how I like it. Or he's like, suck daddy's dick. We I love like, that. I Ooh. think, okay, it sounds, I'm sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, she's liberal. Hey, it's fine. Don't tell dad, please. <laughs> it's so funny because like, I know some girls are like really like calling guys daddy, but yeah. I've never been one to like honestly say that up until my fiance he's changed so much for me but in the best most positive way possible only because for me like I feel like the term daddy is like someone that takes care of you and like protect you and like at the same time like take care of you and not just like financial ways or like the way a dad should but like emotional needs sexual needs mental needs like it's all encompassing spiritual needs so that's, that's why I was like yeah I'm gonna call you daddy that's yeah. why he's like yeah it's like daddy's dick just how you like it I'm like okay that. yeah let's do it did you guys talk about choosing that name together like because it, it, it just has, happened oh really when we were fucking one day and I was just like yeah daddy right there he's like yeah that's <laughs> daddy, so great like that. <laughs> wait so do you guys do any other like kinky stuff because that's my my experience with daddies is they tend to be kind of BDSM adjacent or right? some, there's some I feel like I was going to ask you there. about that. That yeah. term is like pretty much used in the BDSM community, right? Um, Yeah, it is. And I would say that it's, I mean, just I've been with one daddy and then <laughs> been like chatting is with another one. No. So that, so it's a different term. Oh, and my master doesn't. He, in his own words, I think, like I'm not quoting him directly, but he's said something to the effect of like, I don't get the daddy thing. Now, 
the daddies I've talked to have their different understandings yeah. of, of being a daddy. So yeah. I'm curious to all you daddies out there. I would love to hear uh, your own personal turn on with the word daddy. But if, but with the daddy that I experienced personally, he did have a caretake equality. And I was with him and his partner, who was his baby girl. And, uh, and they were so sweet. And just there was this kind of... Uh, gentle masculinity and I say gentle with a big asterisk because then there was a lot of beating like a lot of like very hard beating yeah it's very consensual she loved it (laughs) she's she's like a super duper masochist because I I would say like I'm a medium light masochist like I don't I'm not I don't think I'm a true masochist I don't know if this is a term but I would say I don't want to experience only pain yeah like I won't have orgasms from beatings yeah I know someone who said they do. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure which that's is totally wild. Fun. And I'm just like, that's wild. But do you I watch like, bonding. You, that, like I what you just, just told me. Just watched like, the first episode so far. There's literally people that get turned on. Yeah. From I know that's a thing. I, have, I had a problem with the pilot, to be honest. Really? And I know that it's based on his actual experience. But I just found it really like sex negative and over oh, the top. Because no. I hated the way I thought it was really weird and unconsensual in the pilot. The way the Dom is just like basically talking to her friend like he's stupid for not knowing this world and she's just like and and it's this like and I don't like that stereotype of doms because I don't find it accurate like with the female with the femme doms yeah I did I played a dom I've met some female doms in person the male doms that I've talked to in person like I don't think it's particularly ethical to force someone into basically being a part of the scene when that's not part of your agreement So the fact that that was in the pilot, I had a big problem with. And I'm sure the show goes other places. And I know that real life isn't perfect. But I actually feel like because we're relatively fresh into showing actual BDSM relationships on Mm -hmm. screen, like I just really want them to be portrayed in a authentic and 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 not this like to me, it felt cartoonish. Mm, And again, I understand that it was like a low budget digital series that got picked up by Netflix yeah. and that's why they're <laughs> short episodes. And I also understand what it is to produce things at a low budget level. Yeah. And like, I truly do applaud humans for making things because yeah. it's so much work. Yeah. Uh, I burned myself out producing. So, and directing and, <laughs> you know, so, and I, so I have huge respect and I'm just like, Oh, okay. We're getting closer. That's not quite what I wanted to yeah. see. Yeah. But that makes sense. you know, and even just like the cartoonish, I don't know. I just was like, <laughs> like the guy at the end, of the first episode when he comes out like he, when he like wants the anyway I'm, I'm not articulate <laughs> but dominatrix dominatrix so yeah with daddies and doms there's kind of just this different quality but I've actually never experienced a person who's like stumbled upon daddy but I imagine there are more out there oh a hundred percent I feel like because I talk to my friends too and they're like oh yeah you call him daddy I call him daddy too. Yeah, they like it. I think it's like a caretaker thing. And plus, like, I told you my fiance is a cancer rising. Yeah. So maybe somewhere in there he's like, yeah, I can deliver. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like all about him. Like, Ultimate yeah, you security. Can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will take care of you. Exactly. I'm What's about his, it. 100%. Do you know what his Mars is in? 
Yes, it's in Sagittarius. Oh, okay. His Mars is in Sagittarius and mine is in Capricorn. Okay, yeah. I have Mars in Cancer in the seventh house. So I'm like, I will fight to take care of you. I love that. That's so sweet. I can't remember what house it's in, but I know it's in Sag and it goes really well with my Mars in Cancer. That's awesome. I feel like it's a very um, sexual, like raw, animalistic kind of like sex that we have. It's fire, fire. Because of Capricorn. Well, Capricorn is Earth. Well, but but Mars in Sag is Yes, very fire, fire. fire. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Oh, I sexy. love that. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into some sex specifics. Cool. Uh, where did we get to with blowjobs? Where did we? Did we? I don't think oh, we completed that story. Okay, so blowjobs. Yeah, because we we're talking about the way that like his vocals and how he gets vocal with it. Yeah, I think that's honestly what had me. What got me turned on was having him being so vocal. So I knew he enjoyed it because, mm-hmm. of course, like all guys enjoy blowjobs. That's yeah. a given. Like you have a female whose mouth is on your dick, that feels great. But I love the way he was like encouraging about it. And to hear him really enjoy it turns me on too. Totally. Like I get what just with me giving him head. Like he doesn't have to be doing anything to me, but I'm like, yes. I like love you that. love that? Yes. Tell me more. <laughs> Sometimes I like to like, how do I describe this? Like if I am basically straddling their like lower ankle or calf, like then I can like grind on them as I'm giving them head. That's a thing that I love to do. I love that too. Um, And it creates a wet spot on their leg, which is fine. It's fine. I'm sure they don't (laughs) mind at all. No, they don't mind. They don't mind. (laughs) Um, Also, I do just want to say that one person I've talked to on this podcast, a dude, Raj, who's one of our earlier episodes, says that he doesn't love blowjobs. Oh. Oh, see, so not every guy likes. Not every guy loves them. So that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's. And why is that? Why did, did he tell you why he didn't like? He it? said, if I'm remembering correctly, and I'm not quoting him verbatim because it's been a minute since I listened to it, but he said he would rather be kissing the person mm, and sweet. yeah, and that he felt like far away from them. And he also was it blowjobs. He said something about being ticklish. Like sometimes he can feel ticklish. So it, there oh, also was like a sensory experience. Yeah, and he also. I don't want to put words in his mouth. He said something. I think he said something that was like, maybe I just haven't gotten a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, maybe he hasn't gotten a good one. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. uh, Yeah. And if if you guys, if you go back and listen to that episode and I'm wrong, uh, feel free to correct me. (laughs) My memory's not the greatest. So do you think any part of your blowjob change of mind and or heart had to do with emotional feelings? Like, is any part of it like, oh, now there's this person that I'm engaged to or I guess. Well, I mean, it started before we were yeah, engaged. Yeah, I was to say, yeah. <laughs> but like, I think like what really turned me on to is like we would, I would give him head and like in the car while he was driving and like that excitement <gasps> turned him on. So it turned me on. Wait, wait, wait. You've never done that before? I Road have. Head? No, I have. Okay, uh, okay. That, like, that was like the second time I ever had sex. Oh. I, like, like on the drive back from the beach because we were like fucking on the beach because I was 19 and I was like, that'll be a fun idea. And then exactly. I got, but then I got sand burned because we didn't have a towel. I was sand all up in your ass and everything. Totally. <laughs> totally. But yeah, but but I would like to hear the story behind like the first roadhead and like were you, he, so he was driving, driving? Yeah, he was driving, driving. He was taking me out. I totally remember this. So cute. He was taking me out to like one of our, I don't know, it's like our third or fourth date, I would say, because we were nice. friends for a while. Okay, but we were going to a restaurant called Reunions, and so we were driving, and I was like, "I want to give you a head, baby." He's like, "Hell yeah!" He like pulls down his jeans. I bend over, I give him head, and then he comes in my mouth, and that was the first time I actually allowed a guy to come in my mouth too. Oh. I didn't. I was all about spitting it prior. To, yeah, I was all about like spitting it prior to my fiance, but. I guess I could say Garrick. He's all over my page. People know about him. It's fine. But yeah, so he was the only guy that I liked giving head to and swallowing it. So 
Yeah. I and enjoy it. to this day? To this day, I love giving Great. him head. It's enjoyable. And like, I like that he's enjoyable. It honestly turns me on because of how turned on he is for it. Yeah. So it turns me on just, I just love it. I have a question. Yes. This is, I've never done this. Has he ever given you road head? Because I feel no. like, I feel like logistically like it's, it's tricky because it's, it's just harder to yeah, access. Like thinking about it. And also if you're driving, I feel like the only way would be if you're like on a very safe cruise control, maybe 100%. like a car with built-in eyesight. Like a like, Tesla where you yeah, can like, a like Tesla. put it on auto road. Like a, yeah. Like, no. like, a, like a, I don't know how roomy your Tesla's in the front. Not like, that well, we I don't know. Yeah. Not, that ruby, like, <laughs> not too ruby, but I mean, I guess it could work. Yeah. I'd be down to experiment that with him. Well, I'm I just saying, I'm just throwing out ideas. I'll probably bring and it has to him. Anyone out there ever <laughs> given Roadhead? Will like you tell hear. us about it? Amazing. 100%. Okay. Um, so, where do we want to go from here? Do you want to, okay, let's get into some body specifics on your part. Sure. And then maybe into like specific stories. Okay. So first of all, your body, tell me about her. I love my body. Like what am I turned on about or like? Start out by yes. Like, yes, I love turn ons and turn offs. If there's anything specific about her, like where she's super sensitive or how she changes day to day or like what you've discovered on your lifetime evolution journey with her. Well, I feel like I've come to love my body more the older I got Mm. because when I was younger, of course, in high school, you always think, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of girls that go through like a body conscious phase. And I've always had a pretty positive outlook on my body but there's times when I'd be like oh I'm too fat for this I'm too Mm. fat for that and of course with my wedding coming up I'm trying to get her more toned and to get more in shape but it's not like I don't have any like negative aspect towards my body in any way um I think my favorite aspect about my body is my boobs (laughs) she does have great boobs I've I've taken some naked pictures of her already and they are fantastic (laughs) I've been blessed with really big boobs for my size which I'm all about um, and I think I feel sexiest too because I like to sleep naked is when I like oh, I first yes. wake up in the morning and like the light shining in and we have like a, we have like a mirror, a wall mirror, or it's like a closet mirror actually. Mm-hmm. So I like waking up and rolling out of bed and being like, oh, look at that. Hello, goddess. That's amazing. <laughs> I Wait. mean, I turned myself on. Is that a Leo moon thing? I don't know. <laughs> Scorpio rising. I don't know. If it's a Leo moon thing, I hope it's just something that you can share with everybody. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it needs to be only Leo moons because yeah. I feel like that's a good piece to share right like turning yourself on yeah wake up in the morning look at yourself and be like hey gorgeous Wait, what are you doing so today? this mirror in your bedroom it's a closet mirror it's a closet mirror, closet mirror. and you can see yourself from the bed yeah that's why I love watching while we're having sex it's like oh. our own porno like a hundred percent it's so sexy yeah especially like seeing him behind and just I like love that. Oh, and his arms I'm just like yes baby that is amazing <laughs> I used to have a mirror by my bed but I've reconfigured now it's here you have to put it in your bed somewhere. I don't have space now. Like I now I have a closet and windows and the ceiling. Put it on the ceiling, huh? It would just be kind of high. Well, I mean, it would just take a lot of like (laughs) drilling, and then when my parents come to visit, it would be very obvious. I'd be like, it's just uh, it's a a spiritual practice, (laughs) not a lot. I know you do a sex podcast. I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) They'd probably figure it out. Oh my god, that's true. true. I have not explicitly thought of that. Well, you could do whatever you want with your parents. No, like, come on. (laughs) Own it, baby. (laughs) Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) 
I love that. Oh, yeah. Mirrors. That's 100%. Great. Yeah, I'm all Have about Have you guys mirrors. made any of your own pornos? We recorded it, I think, once and we watched it. But yeah. we we haven't done anything prior to that. I Actually, love them. I love right? homemade pornos. I love. I, I love watching myself get fucked. I'd be down to, like, <laughs> honestly record and watch it just because I get so turned on watching us in the mirror. Yeah. But the first time that we actually ever had sex, we kind of had, like, a little bit of an audience, which, honestly, I didn't mind. Because Please explain that. A, kind of had a little bit of an audience, like, kinda on purpose? Like, audience. you knew it was happening? I'm or sorry, was it like Mom, a- again. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the first time that we ever had sex was um, as after my 23rd birthday. Um, we went to like a club in Hollywood and we came back to my friend's house because that's where like where we started. So the party bus dropped us off. We were like pretty tipsy and drunk. But I've been wanting to have sex with Garrick for like, I said Garrick again. It doesn't matter. He already started on my Instagram. Anyways, I wanted to have sex with Garrick for like the longest time and this was like literally our first and ever time that we've ever done it so we get back to the room and my best friend's like oh you can have my room it's fine we're gonna probably after party somewhere so we go into her room and of course like we start going at it like the second like the door closes we're at it clothes are on the floor he's on top of me I'm like yeah and I'm like really loud in the bedroom too so awesome yeah I don't don't yeah were you always loud yes I've always been loud. Amazing. Always been. We can talk about that after. Wait, so anyway. Yep. I've got a pin in it in my brain. <laughs> so we start going at it. And the next thing you know, like Alicia comes knocking on the door and she's like, hey, you know, we can all see you out here. Like the the, the blinds aren't closed. And I was like, oops, sorry. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, whatever. They have a show. Like, That's great. <laughs> I, I, learned I love that because I am really shy and like I wouldn't mind actually if I knew people were watching me have sex and they were okay with it yeah. but I have so much fear like when I think about going out into the world to take naked pictures I'm like okay I'll just like go deep into Joshua Tree or something but I'm always like but what if a family with little kids walks by? I would feel so bad. Yeah. You know, and so I always just want to make sure that I'm not like forcing my yeah. nudity, sexuality my sexuality nudity on anyone. anyone. And that yeah. makes total sense. But I mean, like our friends are like, they don't yeah, care. Yeah, they're, they're just like, whatever. And I totally respect you like not going out there and like forcing your sexuality and nudity on everyone. Like I want to be you, open. I just yeah. want to make sure it's okay with whoever might accidentally exactly. stumble upon me. Well, and there's no kids, like sometimes yeah. you just don't know. I mean, yeah. like I was giving Garrick a blowjob one time in our pool in our backyard and I'm Pretty sure. I'm so sorry. Our neighbors, our neighbor's daughter saw it. Oops. Like, yeah, that was a big oopsie. But like, we didn't think anyone was watching. But yeah. I mean, we felt bad about it. Yeah. Too, I mean, but. some on some level, you can't control the whole rest of the world's actions. Yeah, exactly. But it's like this is in the privacy of our yard. I guess as long as there's due it. diligence, like it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, so talk <laughs> about this uh, this vocal quality that you have. Oh, I've always been loud, and I like I've had to work. I've had to work at, like, tempering it because, like, I think back on younger Raquel's, like, God, you're so extra. Like. (laughs) What? Are you judging your little sexual self right now? Well, more so when I was in college Mm because, like, we lived in a dorm and I would be, like, really loud on, like, on our dorm floor. And, like, people would be like, we heard you. Was it like. They were, like, offended about it. Is there something performative about it for you, little Leo Moon? I feel like, yes. (laughs) I feel like to an extent it was more of, like, a performative thing than than it being actually really really good mm. do you know what i mean yeah because, because i think i had the opposite like really? i i mean i just because i pisces moon over here <laughs> <laughs> was totally silent yeah. at first like to- like absolutely silent yeah. and i just on the last podcast i just recorded i shared that i would masturbate underneath a giant down um comforter uh-huh. like just like like 
this. Like now that we've got a camera, like this is how I would do it. Like like <laughs> lips over everything. But I would do it like in the living room while my family was like watching TV together. But I would wow. do it, but I would do it like silently and I would make the covers in a way so there was like an air pocket so there was yeah. no like wiggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would just be totally silent. Wow, that's so crazy. that was like a lot of my early masturbation. I hope my family never listens to this. <laughs> like I, I really don't think they do because they're not like they're they're just like, good job, whatever yeah, you're doing, yeah, you know, but they're not awesome. like they don't want to. I hope yeah. they don't listen to this because it's just. I don't know why that's mortifying, but it is for me. I mean, I get that, though, because they were, like, in the room. They're in the room, and it's just, like, yeah. But I feel like it's normal. I mean, guys stick their hands in their pants all the time. Right, and you think about little kids and everything. exactly. But so that, then, all of my early masturbation, then you're in college, and it's, like, you're just quiet. I was, And I was always so self-conscious about people hearing me, possibly. Wow, yeah, so we really were the opposite. I mean, that makes really astrological sense. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. 100%. No, 100%. Yeah. So I had to work to like temper it. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like when I'm vocal now, it's because it's legitimate. That's awesome. It's yes. Not just because mine too. Like, That's how mine developed. Right. And it was like by meeting my master and yes. also like my dirty talk developed that way. And so it felt very organic. And now I have no idea. Isn't good sex so healing? Like I feel like it's so it's just, healing. It, it just feels sex. delicious. It feels like magic. The, right? I feel like sex and creativity and I also do believe no, that sex is a form of creativity. So like yes. when I'm writing, when I'm creating stuff and when I'm having sex and I'm like in tune. Sex is a form of creativity. It's magic. It literally yeah. creates it's children. It's the most creative act. Yes. And so I feel like those things are all linked for me and I noticed mm-hmm. in my own life like when I started to unlock everything like <laughs> Starting with my throat chakra, but but really it all did start with me learning to breathe with me just like letting my belly get big and Mm -hmm. learning to to breathe deeply and feel my feelings and And then like, yeah, and everything crumbled and I didn't know, you know, I grew up on a farm with a very kind of Midwestern style family where it's like, we love each other, but you know. We don't talk about anything just, or like deep level. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's like we talk level. about the happy things, yeah. and uh, and I've sort of. I think that's how a lot of people are. To a be lot, honest. yes, and that's why I'm just like, if we have a space where the invitation is there to talk about it, people talk about stuff. And with you know, me. I was lucky to grow up in a home like that, where like it's funny because I feel like me and my fiance come from two very different backgrounds. Like he comes from a home where it is more about the positive, happy stuff. Yeah, and that's not anything wrong with that. But like in my family. Sometimes it would be like, you know, shuffled under the rug if anything was like totally. negative. And totally. That's what a lot of people do. But in my family, we're the opposite where it's like, we don't like something. We're talking to you about it. And we're not just talking to you about it. We're crying about it or we're yelling about it. And we're having an overemphasis of feeling. Ah, uh, yeah. So with me and my fiance and with Garrett, like we try to like find a happy medium between that. Yeah. You know? That's but great. But I feel like, yeah. Good sex is totally healing in that aspect. Like it helps you. It opens you up to other aspects of yourself. And I feel like it's a more like true, raw nature of yourself because it's so like animalistic and so instinctual. It's just like so delicious. I love it. <laughs> I love good sex. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Did you always talk about sex with your partners? Like, or ha- do you do that now? Do you guys have explicit <gasps> conversations about your sex life or is it just... Yeah. I mean, like, we always talk about how great it is mm-hmm. and how like specifically amazing it is. Do you, is. like, outline the things you liked from different uh, sessions? I mean, I feel like we've been together for four years. So when we were in the beginning of a relationship, we were a lot more adventurous with where we had sex. And now it's gotten a lot more, we'll have sex at night, like, right before we go to sleep. And it's not necessarily, like, different from the night before but mm-hmm. somehow it's still better from the night before every mm. time we do it maybe it's just because like we know how to connect with each other on like that level that it just makes it 
feel better than the night before. Yeah. I don't know, but we don't we don't necessarily talk about specifics. It's just like, damn, babe, that was really fucking good. <laughs> like, like that's that. magical. Like I love the way you like just pounded me just like that. Like I fucking love that. That's great. Like I remember one of the sessions that we had back in the beginning of our relationship, I would say, or like early on in our relationship, I literally said like, holy fuck, everyone needs to experience this. Like, yeah. I want my best friend to experience this. Like, I want I Alicia just, to experience yeah. this. This is amazing. I really <laughs> do sex. want everyone in my life, everyone who wants it, I just want you to have good sex. Yes. Like, I want you to, f- I, mean, I want to f- help us practice the tools of talking about it that might, that may or may not help 100%. us get there. Have you heard of The Sexual Blueprint by Jaya? I don't remember her last I've heard name. of it, but I'm not terribly familiar with it. So she talks about The Sexual Blueprint. I can bring it up. Yeah. About it because I feel like I've brought this up to a lot of my friends and it helped them explore their sexuality as well. So there's like five erotic blueprints and it's basically supposed to help see where you land. So because if you know what your sexual blueprint is, you can talk about it and you can have a partner that can meet you at that level because we all have different blueprints or maybe you have the same blueprint as your partner but even if it's different you can still find a way to satisfy your partner on their level and they can find ways to satisfy you on your level like how you receive sex and how cool. you sex. yeah it's really that's amazing what's her name jaya will J- you spell that j-a-y-j-a-i-y-a jaya Great. So I actually heard about her through a Tony Robbins podcast, and you can probably link it in the show notes too, yeah. and people can take the quiz. Because I, I actually haven't been making show notes. Oh, I just haven't been okay. doing it because most people are anonymous. But I guess I could start doing that. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I too love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So there's five types. And the first one is energetic. And this is the type that is turned on from not being touched as much. And it's more from anticipation, Mm. tease, and lots of space. So, yeah, I'll just keep going. So the second blueprint is sensual. And these people are turned on by lots of touch, smell, aesthetics. Yeah, Taurus. Totally me. Aesthetics, beauty, and closeness. They just want their bodies next to each other. You're like, I'm just getting naked on anybody. Are you, you be naked with me? (laughs) Let's let's curl up. Yeah. (laughs) 
The third is sexual, and this is the type that our culture often hails as the standard, and it's what it, it's what men expect are expected to be as well. So it's very simple blueprint. They're turned on by nudity, arousal, penetration, climax, and all the physical aspects of sexuality. Okay, I like those two. Though. Yeah, but you can be a mix of these blueprints yeah. too. So when you take the test, like it'll tell you your top. Oh, cool. Two. Or it'll rank it for you. So yeah, it'll let you know what you are. The fourth is kinky, which is all about turn-ons that are taboo. Not necessarily Fifty Shades of Grey kinky, but always with a hint of naughtiness. Mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. probably fall in that too as oh, well. Oh yeah. Yep. And then you have shapeshifter. They want everything that I just mentioned all the time, and they are often judged for being way too much at times in their lifetimes. Mm. But they are the most erotically sophisticated because they want it all, they can handle it all, and they can take it for hours. Mm. And they know how to match their sexual energy or their sexual blueprint to match their partners. So it's very interesting because I'm actually, my first dominant blueprint is shapeshifter, and my second is energetic, and my third is kinky. My fiance first is energetic. And his second is kinky. So we are very sexually compatible with one another. But like knowing that he's energetic, like I like building anticipation for him. I like making him like, I try to surprise him with sex too, it's to not get us like in a rut with things. Great. But you know, you try to like what? Things. Like what kinds of surprises? Um, like maybe I'll put on lingerie one night, or maybe I'll just like we're watching TV and I'll just start giving him head out of nowhere. Mm. You know, instead of just like waiting till we're in the bedroom and like, okay, now we're gonna have sex. It's like, no, let's start the sex early on in the day instead of just like in our usual routine. Love that. Do you have Do you have any ideas for surprises that you want to do that you haven't done yet? Hmm. Or do you want to brainstorm? Yeah, let's brainstorm some. Because also he's I mean, energetic. I feel like just like starting things at the beginning of the day, like as soon as he leaves for work and then just sending him a text message. Yes. It's like a sneaky picture. Yes. <gasps> we used to send nudes or I used to send him nudes all the time in the beginning of a relationship and like he loved that shit and I haven't done that in the longest time, but I need to start if doing it. If only that you had a bunch of nudes oh, to if send. Only. If only. I you had a bunch of nudes to trickle out throughout <laughs> the day. I know I have to start doing that. So yeah, like because he's energetic, he likes the anticipation. He likes the excitement. So I'll try to do things like that to like get him turned mm. on. And me being a shapeshifter, I literally want sex from him all the time. Like I honestly feel like I'm more, he's, he will say no, but I feel like I'm more sexual in terms of like of me wanting it more than he does because I'm always wanting his dick like all the time. Like I literally always tell him like, I want your dick. Can you like, put into words... <laughs> Like, baby, I'm horny. He's like, I, I know, babe, what's new? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I know, for the yeah. rest of forever. Can you put into words for us what that feels like? Like, in your body? Like, what does it feel okay, like so to be? You know, because you talked about that in the, I'm sorry, I just hit it. You Fine. talked about that in another podcast about what it feels like. So I started being more mindful about it because I was just like, I'm horny. I just do it. But I noticed that if I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. <laughs> If I don't have it, like, for example, I was in Hawaii this past weekend, so I couldn't have sex. And then part of that was on my period. And we actually don't really oh, have sex Oh, he wasn't on my with period. you. No, it was just oh. me. So it was like about a week of not having sex. And we're pretty oh. regular with how much we have sex. I'd say it's pretty much a daily thing, if not like minimum five times a week. Mm-hmm. Minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, so me not having it for a while, like, I could really feel it, like, in my vagina or like down there or like yeah. it feels almost like a pulsing like I want it and that's probably just yes. like blood rushing down yes. there it's just like, like the, the actual yeah. turn on of like hi, hi yeah hi, hi I want you exactly yeah so like I'll feel it down there I'll get like really wet my nipples will get hard and I just feel like and I can tell when I had really good sex too is like after I'm done with the session like my face is flush mm. like that just means that like I came a lot and it's amazing. And I can come a lot in I was just going to say, come a lot, how much can you, how much can you come? I have never Not like, counted, yeah, okay. but I can pretty much come within like a minute 
Like I can come really quickly. It's kind of like crazy. That's amazing. That's what I was talking to a lot of my friends too. And I have a lot of friends that say they can't come with like just penetration. Like they'll need to have I think only like 30% of women can. It depends on how you're shaped. But how do you come? Um, like my vagina will just start pulsing or, and I can squirt too. It really just depends. I can really, if G is hitting like a certain, G is hitting my G spot. (laughs) Definitely a G spot. Yes, exactly. I can pretty much like squirt, like if he's hitting it the right way, like a lot. Do you orgasm when you squirt? Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. 100%. Always? Really? Okay. Yeah, I want to say like... not not the case for everybody. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I feel like every time that I squirt, it's like a huge orgasm. Oh, wow. For me, for me sometimes and sometimes not. Like oh, it's, that's crazy. Yeah, I've it's had just like big, after effects? Um, no, sometimes it's not even wow. related to an orgasm. Like I can squirt without having an orgasm yet. That's crazy. Yeah. I've yeah. Never had that and before. I've also had like really intense like uh because there is a motion that my master does to like get me to squirt like yes. I'm like being squirted. So, so does and <laughs> and so and so he can make it like like squirt into his hand and then a couple of times that has turned into like an insane orgasm yes. but that's usually for me only after like a fair amount of uh, warm up time and denial. Interesting. Because I can't come a lot, a lot. Like I think the most I've ever come with maybe ten times in a in like a seven hour and session. And I feel like that's normal. Yeah. No. Yeah, totally. Totally. Because totally. my body, it takes a long time to warm up, mm-hmm. and then it takes a certain. And it depends on the day because it's always moving around because it's a body, mm-hmm. um, not moving around but changing its <laughs> yeah, mind. Changing. Exactly. Yeah. I guess it is moving around. Is the moving. cells are moving. <laughs> you know. Yeah. My my electrons are spinning. Exactly. Um, and so it just depends on the day and the yeah. time and the and and if I have a massive orgasm, then I typically get really really sensitive for a little bit. So I oh, need I have wow. some regeneration period where I like can't be touched too much. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, See, I'm like ready to go yeah. again. I'm well, like, there are go. certain there are certain exceptions yes. because some days I can keep going and I need more and I need it yes. harder or like faster or whatever. Yeah. So it's just. I think one of my favorite things about getting more comfortable with my sexuality is just like being able to explore all the different versions of my body, Mm -hmm. which before I thought it was like one thing and I just didn't know what the thing was yet. And so anyway. No, it changes every day and with your mood. So you can orgasm from penetration, Mm -hmm. also external stuff. Like if he goes down on you, do you If he goes down on me for sure. Yeah. Like I can come really easily if he's like going down on me, but I feel like I come – easier when he's actually inside of me than him Mm. giving me head, which is usually the opposite with a lot of people from what, at least my friends that I talk to, like they come more with head when their significant other is giving them head. And I do come too, but I feel like it's way more intense when he's like actually inside me. Why do you think that is? Is it, is it like the inside? No, it's okay. Is it like the inside part that gets you off or do you need more clitoral stimulation or is it a mixture? It's It's, it's a mixture of both, to be honest. Like we were actually having sex last night and he was like eating me out and like using his fingers to like do the thing. And Mm -hmm. I literally squirted it like all in his mouth and it was like (laughs) so good though. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) After we did, I was like, that's the shit I'm talking about, baby. Like when I say use your fingers, like and how, so that. he had two fingers inside? Like yeah, he middle, had two fingers. Middle, cool. I want to say it was like, I mean, we, it was these two. It's these hard, two hard to tell sometimes. The yeah. two middle. I'll ask him when we go, how do you do that, babe? <laughs> yeah. Like, is this finger? What, this what is happening down there? <laughs> what is happening? I don't know what it is, but I like it. It's great. But like, even when he's like fucking me from behind too, like I'll play with myself while he's like fucking Love me that. from behind. Or well, our favorite position is honestly like, we'll have a pillow down 
and I'll be boosted on the pillow. Yeah. And he'll be like on top of me with that pillow and I can just like pay, play with myself while he's like <sighs> fucking me from on top. Oh, that's it, great. Like, it's all his spots. It's so good. That is great. It's magical. Do you come from like nipples or earlobes or neck stuff or anything Mm-mm, like that? Just no, my okay. vagina. Okay. I was listening to other people too who can come like in those other ways Magic. and I'm so jealous. I'm I like, know. how do you do that? I, I want to learn. I know. <laughs> I know. There's so many things that I want to experience and some of them just won't be for me and that's okay. (laughs) That's the part of me that I'm like, oh, I hope multiple lives are a thing. You're right. Oh, a hundred percent. Can't wait to reincarnate in a new body. (laughs) Maybe it'll feel different. I don't know. Who knows? Um, So, okay. I would like to know if you've ever had butt sex. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So I have not. Okay. So I told my fiance that when he had butt sex with me that I'm like, you have to marry me now because that's the husband <laughs> hole. Like 100%. I have never heard that before. It's like the husband hole. Like you need a. Like, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> was he like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, no, he was totally fine with it. Like I'm crazy wild. Like I told him like three months into our, us dating, I was like, I'm going to marry you one day. Like this really? is how it's going to be. He was like, just like, okay. He was like, Got you. Like, I knew it would happen in the time. I mean, like, we just got engaged this past June and July. So it's congratulations. Like, oh, wow, there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no need to be hasty also. Yeah, exactly. You know. That's coming from a Taurus. That's perfect. Yeah. But, Slow and steady <laughs> one my, step at a time. My cancer rising. My Pisces moon. Like, he's shy. He's very yeah. steady. And he's very deliberate in his actions. So, of course, he wants to make sure the timing is right and perfect. So, oh, it, yeah. it was from the time I told him and from the time we had butt sex. I mean, there's a lot of time that passed until he, like, actually proposed to me. But I knew I would marry him, like, once we started dating. So yeah. I was like, you can have my husband hole, I guess. That's great. And the reason why I gave him my husband hole is because, actually, if you read my blog, I talk about my experience with HPV and how I, like, managed to heal that myself. Mm. But after I had my LEAP procedure, I wasn't allowed to have sex for, like, a month, if not more oh, yeah. than that. Yep. Because it's very invasive. It literally cuts off a part of your cervix. Will you talk about that for people who maybe don't 100%. know? 100%. So when you have HPV, usually the doctors will recommend a surgery called the LEAP procedure where they literally cut off with a laser a part of your cervix. They basically cut off the infected cells. It's super invasive. Very invasive. So you go through a healing process after the procedure is done. You usually can't have any kind of penetration, no tampons, nothing up there. Ooh. For about a month, maybe two. I can't remember. This was back in 2016. Um, So I was still horny, of course. I still wanted to have sex. My birthday fell in between that time that I had that surgery. So I'm like, I want the D. Like, I want birthday sex. (laughs) I'm so sexual. (laughs) I just remember that this is happening in the context of a butt sex story. And it just like delightfully surprised me. Like that's the wonderful part about my bad memory. Sometimes, like it's a good like, sometimes oh, yeah, bad sometimes. Yeah. So the first time we did it, yes, we were horny. We were like making out, and he was like, "Can I put it in your butt?" And I was like, "He'll ask me this every time. Can I put it in your butt?" And I'm like, "Yes, baby, you can put it in my butt." I'm like, "This is the husband hole. You have to marry me now." He's like, "Baby, I'm aware. Like I got that." <laughs> hundred percent. I know. So I let him do it. I let him have butt sex with me. And that was like, I want to say the first out of like maybe five times that I've had it. I'm still getting used to it. And I think I have to be at least until I get really used to having butt sex. Mm-hmm. And you can give me some tips on having like enjoying totally it. Totally can. Like, please do. Um, 
Yeah, we've only done it a few times, a handful of times, just because I, I feel like it feels like I'm like pooping almost, mm-hmm. you know, like that's really totally. what it is, but it's so sexual. Like I do get really wet when we actually are doing it Yep. and it's like so primal and yeah. raw because I mean like you think about it, like it's such a, it's like so sexy because like with regular sex, there's a chance of like getting pregnant or something, but with butt sex, no, it's just pure raw sex. Yes. It's just sexual energy and I'm like, I'm about it, but I just have to be in the mood for it and I have to get used to doing it not drunk or not under the influence mm-hmm. of anything because I feel like I can only do that when I'm under the influence of something, so I'm more relaxed yeah. about it, you know? I will say I think it's very mental. I part 100%. Of, part of the reason that I love it is because it it does sort of like <laughs> challenge my this the side of myself that has been on this kind of like meditative journey for Gemini, a couple of years you're mercury and gemini so like 100 yeah. percent, i can believe that it is it's mental 100%. It's, it's mental and it but it's about finding the relaxation in my body yes. and for me i think it's also related to i also started enjoying it in the context of being a submissive mm. but i don't think you need to be submissive to enjoy it like yeah. i don't think you might identify as a submissive person to enjoy it. But I think the thing that I love is it is total surrender to my body and allowing myself to feel what I'm actually feeling. Yeah. So for the first nine months that I was doing it, like I was slightly uncomfortable. It feels scary because you're like, am I pooping? Yeah. Like, or like, is a bunch of shit going to come out? Like, is it going to pull out his dick? And then it's like, okay, there's shit on there. And (laughs) I, that's happened sometimes. Like sometimes it's a little bit messy depending on like the time of day and what I've had to eat and how much coffee there is and whatever. But you know, or like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and for the, I would say that's such a small fraction of a percentage of the time, such a small fraction, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Such a small amount, such a small percentage of the time. Is it that words? (laughs) Super good words. What, what, what words? <laughs> and I would say that is such a small fraction of the time that it yeah. actually comes out poopy. Yeah. But also, if you're having sex with someone that's going to judge you yeah. for possible fecal matter during butt sex, like, fuck that yeah, person. That person true. does not deserve to be fucking you yeah. at all, in it's my opinion. It's more of a personal thing, just yeah. like, No, sure. and I and I feel that, too. But <laughs> yeah. once I had reassurance from my partner that was like, well, why would you be embarrassed? You don't need to be embarrassed. I mean, like, like oh, yeah. if it's messy, I will clean you up. And yeah, like, we have wipes nearby. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, there is that sweetness to it. Yeah, and like to get away from the sweet part too. Like I love just being manhandled because I yes. just I feel very animalistic and it's a time where I can just completely yeah, I can just give in and when I have had asgasms, they are the deepest orgasms. Can you I've talk had. about that because I've never had an orgasm. It's like, just like feel? I can feel it pulsing up my whole body. So your clitoris is the size of a little zucchini yeah. that goes all the way up and it's like I can feel the whole thing pulsing when I finally do have an orgasm. And and a lot of times um I can I'm more likely to come if I'm being stimulated in multiple ways, but I have had a handful of askasms that are only from anal penetration. And it's after a lot of being edged for me because I'm kind of a tough orgasmer anyway. Yeah. But also the thing I've been enjoying a lot lately is like multiple finger stimulation, like getting, um, what is this called? Fingered with multiple fingers and multiple holes. Yeah. And lately it's just been such a turn on for me. So yeah. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams. 
discovered a new level of shared passion and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Fleur. As life's routine settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Fleur app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. I want to experience asgasm, so that means I have to have more butt sex. <laughs> For me, it's just a practice, and it because it took me probably about nine months of doing it once every week or two to, to, like, to get over my brain. Did you use like a butt plug? Yeah. Okay. We played around with butt plugs and there was, I also started did you working. Walk with it? I never did. Only sometimes when I'm like working from home and stuff. Uh, Cause that's supposed to help, right? Like we've talked about that. I think it's, I think it's all about mental stuff. I, I really do. Because well, it's funny that you say that because the one time that we had like really good butt sex, like I was really drunk and I like, when you're I was into very it, you're relaxed. Into it. I was very relaxed. Also using the butt plug, like putting in a butt plug and then masturbating with by myself. Oh, that probably feels so good. It feels so good and it creates the connection in my brain between like sexual turn on orgasm and butt stuff. I do like having a finger up my ass yep. while we're getting sex. Oh yeah. Like, so there you go. It feels good. So like, that's it does. The I just baby need step. to like widen that hole. Have you water. ever worn a butt plug while getting fucked? No. I'm just saying you might want to try it. Okay. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> <laughs> we know what I'm going to do. I'm excited. <laughs> Okay, so I would like to go into some other maybe experiences or like best sure. stories, worst stories, things you love, things you hate, any turn-ons that we haven't gotten to, turn-offs that we haven't hit. Turn-offs. Um, it's very interesting, I feel like, just how I got to this point because like my past relationship, I'm a very sexual person, but prior to this point, like, as you can see, like, I, can, I know I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> I'm a very sexual person, but in my past relationship, there's a time where I, like, literally was not having sex. Really? Like, I just felt like... Why? I felt like my vagina was dead, and I was just, like, mm. not wanting to have sex with my partner at the time. And I feel like, like you said, the anal is a very mental thing. Sex, especially as a female, is a very mental thing too. Mm -hmm. And Esther Perel actually talks about it. She talks about how sex is an act of surrender and mm -hmm. you need to have a partner that can hold you in that space of surrender yeah. and that can and has the strength to hold you in that space of surrender. So when a woman comes, it's like she's releasing everything. And yes. I felt like my partner at that time couldn't hold me in that sense. So I was seeking that from other people. Mm -hmm. And... So I went from having like basically no sex with from my previous relationship to having sex all the time. And it's fucking amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like I got full body tingles just Ooh, now. Yay. <laughs> but really, congratulations because Thank you. <laughs> I wonder how many people in the world do walk around 
just being just Sex knowing life. they're turned off. You know, and it's crazy that you mentioned that too because Prior to me breaking up with my boyfriend where we weren't having sex, I told my mom this. And my mom started crying when I told her. I was like, we haven't had sex in like maybe a month or two. And she's like, you're too young to be going yeah. through this. Like, She's like, that's the one way that you can connect with your partner. And if you're not having that, like, then why are you guys together? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I didn't want to leave someone who was great and nice. But the thing is, you can have the whole package. Yes. You just have to. Yes. You just have to be available for it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I went from having basically no sex to having sex all the time. But in between that time of me finding my fiancé, um, I went through a phase of, like, experimenting with other people and other partners, figuring out what I wanted, what I don't – what I what I wanted, what I did want, what I didn't want. And, yeah, it was very – it's a very interesting, fascinating What was time. that experimentation like? Like, what did it look like? Like, were you on dating apps yeah. or were you, like, just – like, what, what was it like? I went out to the club a lot. <laughs> really? Wait. So you were, like – Playing around with experimenting with different partnership, like it, finding them in a club? Not necessarily, but like <gasps> one of those. <laughs> that, for me, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> You're like, Pisces Luna, what? Not necessarily. I mean, one of the guys I hooked up with, he was um, he was like CEO of like the nightlife of OC. So he oh. was like one of the people that I like was attracted to. Actually, this other guy that I met too, he I did meet him at a club as well. I mean, <laughs> I'm not here to judge it. I just don't think I would be able to do that because I experienced like a very large shutdown mm -hmm. just like because I'm like. Mm -hmm. Well, and it was like dating apps too. Like I would use Bumble, but I actually never hooked up with anyone that I met through Bumble. Oh, wow. Um, a lot of the people that I did end up meeting or hooking up with was like at parties. Like I'd meet them through a party mm. through a mutual friend or we like met somewhere at a night out, talked for a little while. We decided to hook That's up. That's great. So. That's a great way to meet people. Right. Well, it's kind of old fashioned. <laughs> Out of meeting Betty, people? Like, Betty and Joe are having a party. You want to come on <laughs> exactly. down? We're going to play checkers. There'll be drinks. Oh, he's cute. Let's talk. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's happened. great though. But it was so interesting because during that phase, I went from having like a partner, like my last boyfriend, he was very, I don't want to say submissive, like it was a bad thing. But for me, when I have a male partner, I want someone that can hold me, that can, you know, makes me feel secure, that can like has a bit, bit of masculine power to, like, not necessarily tell me how things are done, but they have power. They have some sort of masculine power about them. And I didn't feel like I got that from my yeah. last well, relationship. I also don't want to feel like I have to be in charge of, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be the mommy. And that's what I was doing. That's, I, was I mean, that's mommy. the main thing. It's like, there's mommy. a difference. It's not that we all want to be abused. I do. I'm kinky. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that every woman wants that. But, like, when we're looking for masculine energy, we don't, I think we are in a kind of crisis of, uh, male, yeah. What is it called? Um, Look toxic up masculinity. But like, what's it called? Role model. Yeah. Like we're in a crisis where we don't have a lot of good male role models to 100%, look up to. A hundred percent. And part of that is that like we're getting shitty messaging yes. in our content. Yes. No. A hundred percent. So I think it's really important. But yeah. Yeah. And so it's finding people that are in touch with their emotions that yeah. can be all the things that are masculine. Yes. Exactly. So I feel like I was playing mommy with him, which is probably why I was actually, it was a big reason why we weren't having sex. It's because I don't want to fuck, like, you don't want, you're not turned on by your child. Like, I don't want to fuck my child. Especially if the child is a whiny toddler. Yes, exactly. Like, I wasn't down for that. Yeah. So the guys that I was looking for after my partner, like, they were CEOs of companies. They were, like, very established in their business. They were very, there are a lot, there's a lot of older men that I talked to, too, mm. because they were, like, established. How old? I think the oldest guy that I hooked up with was like 35. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, not that's old. Not, but this is like when I was 23. So that was kind yeah, of a big okay. gap for me. I guess me. so, yeah. Yeah. 
for me I'm to sort of like, known that wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's, like, fair. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, my my paradigm really did shift when I got with my master, who I'm 30 now, and mm-hmm. he is now 54. We're oh wow. I'm seeing I'm seeing him again ish. If you get like he doesn't like the yo yo of the relationship announcements, but also like nobody knows his name. Yeah. Uh, I'm casually seeing him again sometimes. So he is my master. We broke up for a minute three times. So. <laughs> Side note to our listeners, my master and I broke up a fourth time. So I think we're done done this time. Oh, yeah. We've been it's been a yo-yo year, but yo-yo year. <laughs> it's been a yo-yo year. But it's, I mean, that's that's the thing about also dating older married people yeah. who have families yeah. like which even if though it's OK in his agreement, it's like the relationship. A lot of things about it don't work. For yeah, me, so that makes sense. You know. But I'm just like, oh, yeah, 50. That's fine. Yeah. No. How do you like having sex with like a 50 year old man? I bet it's like. doesn't make a difference to me. I mean, in terms. You don't think he has more experience or more like. Well, he does because he like is obsessed with being a dom and like loves it. And so he always has new ideas. Yeah. And so I actually love that he knows what he's doing. He introduced me to all of the stuff. Like if I had been with somebody less ethical, I would have been in kind of scary trouble probably yeah. but uh i got a person that like loved to show me all the things i love that yeah and so we so we have a good good compatibility in that way um i know that i don't know i mean he's also not particularly wrinkly or anything like he's in pretty good shape so like, i don't but but i also don't like i don't feel like i would have a problem if someone was wrinkly like i've been with people of all shapes, shapes and, and sizes, sizes colors yeah. and creeds so yeah. it's like maybe not all creeds like i'm not with like bad shitty people <laughs> There's some creeds that I like haven't been with, just to clarify. <laughs> but but I've been with a wide variety of different bodies. Yeah. And I would say that for me, the most important thing is just making sure that there's sexual energy that is compatible. Yeah, 100%. So, I love that. Yeah. But I think I'm also the type of person where I'm like, if I feel connected to you, I can just like, I don't know. I think I have a more visually morpheus brain than most people I've met. Yeah. I don't know. So, Pisces man. Uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We're so astrological. I love it. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. So, any other, like, stories in those dating things? Like, did you ever have any crazy situations, any scenarios that, like, like crazy places you had sex, more versions of people watching you have sex that you didn't know about at the time? Crazy places that I've had sex. Um, or, I mean, not necessarily that, but just, like, anything that... Think. I feel like I was a lot more adventurous when I was younger. Like, now that I've been with my fiancé for so long, we really don't have as much adventure sex, which I'm fine with. Like, it's still amazing all the time. It's just, like, you won't necessarily see us fucking in the car like we used to. <laughs> you know when you have a bed, it's like, I fuck in the car. You got a bed at home. Like, it's a nice bed. Um, <laughs> let's see. Public places? I can't really think of, like, any crazy, crazy places right now. I mean, did you have any? Did you ever have any bad experiences that stand out to you? Not necessarily. <laughs> Congratulations! Actually. Like, I mean, like because with me, like I make sex. Yes, it's two partners, but I always make sure like I enjoy it to the fullest extent. So I will make sure that I come. I will make sure that like the sex is the way. I How do you to. make sure if someone is like very mediocre? I've never had a mediocre partner. Though. That's amazing. Like, it's <laughs> great. Like, I feel like I haven't had a mediocre partner. Okay, one of the – I had sex at Coachella. Great. Oh, my God. Where? <laughs> it was actually in the campgrounds. Like, okay. Like, we met – oh, my God, this is so bad. We actually met that night. 
Why is that bad? I mean, it was like literally like a one night stand kind of thing. Like, Are you against one night stands? Not at all. It's just like the it's the cliche version of Coachella. Like, oh, you probably like met at Coachella and hooked up. It's like, yeah, that's legit. What happened? Like, we I met mean, at Coachella and hooked things up. happen. So we met that night and we actually hooked up um, and the camp at the campgrounds. He had a cousin. My friend was hooking up with his cousin in the truck right next to us. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and we were like fucking on the floor of the fields, like right under. Drew a blanket? And then we had a blanket oh, okay. underneath us. Okay. But like under the open sky? It was dark, but yes, yeah, it was pretty much on the open sky. I think Until that's we cool. moved into like the tent and then like, I'm horny, I want to fuck. Let's yeah. do it. Like, you're nice. We talked. We had a heart to heart. Like, that's great. Let's have fun. It was a good time. That was one of the experiences. The other experience was that was this guy that I like met at a club mm-hmm. and he was like the CEO of this like promotion company in Orange County. I remember when I saw him that night, I turned to my friend and I was like, I want him. I'm going to get him tonight. And he's like, are you serious? I was like, hell yeah. So that whole night, like we started talking and like I grabbed him and we started talking and he's like, yeah, well, I'm kind of talking to someone right now. And I was like, me too. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I can't really argue with that. So that night, like, we went back to his room or back to his house. And, like, all the way up the stairs, he was, like, smacking my ass. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we got back to the bedroom. And then he, like, smacked my ass, like, while we were fucking. And that's when I realized, like, I really like having my ass slapped. And but you like, guys didn't talk about it? But we didn't talk about How it. How do you feel about that? Now that, that you mention that it. That tweaks me a little bit. But but I also understand that I'm prefer. I also understand that I prefer more explicit communication than probably most people, but I'm also sense. just like. I think if I didn't like it, of course, he would be, he would stop. Yeah. But I was totally turned on Great, by it. great. So, so you I feel pretty, it. You, it sounds like you feel pretty secure in your ability to communicate your needs. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like if he was being too rough, I'd be like, no, please stop. I just I like, like to pull like those like things it. apart for people because yeah. I think sometimes they just fly past us. And I know that I spent so many years just being like, oh, okay, that's the way. Oh, but were you? And so I think yeah. knowing the emotional state behind yeah. it is really useful. No, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, we, we didn't talk about it prior. But that's when I realized I really liked having my ass labs yeah. and my hair pulled. And um, we had amazing sex that night yeah. too. Well, it sounds like you were giving probably physical f- cues that were like, yes, this is okay. Yes. Continue. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was the one that went up to him and I was like, hey, I yeah. want you. Yeah. Oh, you're talking to someone, me too. And I'm not exclusive <laughs> and I'm not in a relationship. And my whole thing was while I was going through my single phase, it's like if I don't have a boyfriend, then I'm free to do whatever I want. Yeah. Like until I commit to you and say like, oh, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, then this is what it is. And that's what happened. Great. <laughs> And that's the tea. <laughs> it was a good time. Love. My, I, yeah, my, my single phase was definitely a phase of exploration and figuring out what I liked, what I didn't like, what I found sexy, what I didn't find sexy. So I'm super grateful for that time. So happy I'm in like a relationship now where I could turn that more into a space of love and acceptance and gentleness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like while I was going through my single phase, it was just raw sex, yeah. raw sexuality. And then it turned into like, no, I love you. And it's not just sex to have sex. It's because we care about each other and I'm going to nurture your needs and you're going to nurture my needs. So it's more of like an exchange, I feel mm-hmm. like, of mm-hmm. good energy rather than just like raw passionate energy, which isn't bad either, yeah. but it's just different. Yeah. And I like the different. Totally. You know? Yeah. 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 
I also feel like when you have feelings mixed in, it allows a relationship to go many different 100%. places over the course of the next 100%. X many years. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's what I realized too, is that there's beauty in those like one night stands, yeah. you know, having, having those like hookups that you'll never see again, or yeah. that you may just hook up with for a few times and then never talk to you again. But there's also beauty in having like a partnership that's been cultivated and nourished over time and being able to connect on that deep level to where it's just like, a deeper expression of your love, you know? Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love what a natural sex fiend you are. I'm such a sex fiend. I feel like you really are <laughs> like the best sex. sort of just like, ah, like, like let's talk about it. Scorpio rising baby. Let's do it. Do you talk about sex with your clients when you're working with people at all? You know, I do, but it's not a main focus of yeah. my coaching. Yeah. I'd love it to just be. as it comes up. It ha- yeah. As it comes okay. up, like if we talk about I would more so talk to my friends about it because mm-hmm. they would ask me for sex advice. Mm. Now, my clients that I have, they haven't really asked me for sex advice or like help with their sex life. Right, right, so it right. doesn't really come up. But with my friends, I'm like, yeah, you should try this. You should do this. Like Take what? your erotic blueprint. Like the erotic blueprint. Great. Oh, okay. another person that you can learn so much from in terms of the bedroom. I don't know if you heard about her. Layla Martin. Have you heard about Layla Martin? No. Guys, check her out Layla on Martin. YouTube. How do you spell Layla? Layla Martin. L-E-Y-L-A? L-A-Y-L-A. L-A-Y-L-A. Layla Martin. Yes. So she teaches you like all these beautiful things about sex and like yoni massages and like how to have a guy give you a yoni massage and how to give your guy like really good like hand jobs and blow jobs. And how Amazing. To- she teaches tantric. That's what she teaches Great. too. So you can learn tantric on YouTube. So I've like brought some of her practices and her lessons into our bedroom. And I feel like it's really helped our sex life. Amazing. And she even talks about sacred masturbation. And ugh, sacred masturbation is What is so sacred masturbation? Amazing. Isn't all masturbation kind of sacred? I mean. Or is it just being more intentional? Well, she, she describes it as like the vibrator kind of being the quick fix. But sacred masturbation is taking the time to learn your body, to connect with your body. I think I have some problems with that language. But okay. I, get, I get the okay. vibe. Okay. Well, I just, I don't like the idea that like, if you're not doing it this very oh, yeah. specific sexual way, then it's not as good. Yeah. Like I actually, I think that's, I get where the intention is yeah. and I think it can be miscommunicated. Like yeah. just as a person who misunderstands things so often and is like, I'm trying to manifest stuff and it doesn't work, then it must be broken and this Aww. this isn't for me. Yeah. You know, so I'm always just like kind of on guard for like, wait. Yeah, like how? So I think the way like she says it is because like with a mass with um, a masturbator with a vibrator. (laughs) I like the term with a vibrator, and I I love my vibrator. Like I use it often. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a it is for me. It is a quick fix. So you just turn it on, put it down there, and you're like, I came. Mm. But with sacred masturbation, you take the time to you know light some candles, get yourself in the mood, make yourself feel sexy, like really take the time to explore your body. So when I tried her like sacred masturbation rituals, like I thought the only way that I could come really well like explosively was with my fiance, mm-hmm. but after I tried her sacred masturbation tips and I did it on myself, I was like holy shit, like my face is flushed because of me. Yeah. Not because of my fiance, which is all great. Yeah. It's like, oh, I did that. I like that. <laughs> Did you discover any things that you didn't already know about yourself? It sounds like maybe. And if so, can you remember what they were? Um, I realized that I think that's when I realized like I really do get turned on by having a finger up my butt because like Garrick would do that to me while we were fucking. Mm -hmm. And I was like fine with it because he's like doing it. Mm -hmm. But when I did it myself, I was like, yes, like this is phenomenal. Like I would come with having my finger in my butthole without having to do it. Which what hand? I use this hand. Right. 
Your right hand, mm-hmm. right hand up your butt. Yeah. I'm left hand up my I, butt. Are you yeah, left-handed or right-handed? I'm right-handed. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then your left hand, like you well, can I'm left-handed masturbate? Wait, you can yeah, non... No, you're right. It's my left hand. Because I can't, yeah, I, I can't, can't do that. I can't non-dominant like, hand like masturbate. I can't do it. <laughs> my master was masturbating me. <laughs> 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 Look at that pun there. Last week. (laughs) Not on purpose. That's why I laughed at my own joke. That wasn't actually a joke. He was masturbating me last week and with his left hand a lot. I was like, you're not left-handed. How are you doing that? (laughs) Yeah. And I could could tell that he was getting tired. I was like, do you want to switch sides? Like, do you want to? Like, I'm still horny. Like, I I was so just, I kept getting turned on and on and on. And I mean, and part of it was that we hadn't seen each other for a couple of months. Like, we took a a break and... uh, and that was like a post-birthday get-together. That was probably so nice to see him after like that much time and just being like, Ugh. it. It ended up being great. Like yeah. I wasn't, I honestly wasn't sure if we were going to see each other. I kind of didn't think we were going to see each other again. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess that ran its course. But I think my favorite thing about the sexual partners that I've had in my life is with maybe two exceptions, I would fuck all of them again. Yeah. And I've slept with maybe 40 people. Not that numbers are important. I don't think numbers are important, you guys. Yeah. But like, I just feel like, most of the time I'm selecting, not that I'm terribly careful. I'm just yeah. like, is there a feeling? Do I like this person? Yeah. Is this going to be fun? Is this a good moment? You know, and I feel like I overall I've ended up picking people that are great. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think that's because like, you know what you like too? So like you're more conscious <laughs> about picking like the right partner because you're like, this is what I want. No, because I've only <laughs> been somewhat conscientious about my sexual being for the last couple of years. And it's been my lowest, like the last couple of years, I haven't slept with as many new partners, mm-hmm. mostly because of logistical reasons. So I think earlier on, I have a lot of curiosity and open-mindedness <laughs> that goes a long way. And also I pick people that I just enjoy as people yeah. to fuck. I love and that. yeah. And so it's been lovely. And a lot of them are friends or become friends or we stay friends or, you know, I don't really, yeah, I don't really have many negative experiences to share there. Yeah. See, same with me. So yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> okay. So we talked about butt stuff. What else do I need to cover? Do you have any fantasies that we haven't gotten to yet? I was thinking about this. I don't know if I have any like, Fantasies per se, I mean, like. What about a simple fantasy? Like, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately is, like, different fancy hotels or destination points that I would just, like, love yes. to go. I like would a, love to just fucking, like, the most. Well, we're going to Tahiti for a honeymoon. So oh. I am ecstatic. Are you going to stay in one of those huts on the yes. water? Yes. And you can That's see, my, like, the, the fish, fish under the table. Yes. That's one of my dreams. Oh, my God. That's where we're going. So that's a fantasy of mine and it's about to come true. So I just had a vision of myself like sneaking into your suitcase and then you like unzipping it and I just like slink away, yeah. but you don't see me. I'm like, like breathing underneath your coffee table and then swimming away again. Bizarre. I'll pack you in my suitcase. All right. It'll be a blast. Oh my God. That's going to be so fun. I'm ecstatic. Amazing. Yeah. So... I would say, like, yeah, just fucking in really beautiful spots. Like, yeah. we've been to Paris. We've been to Europe. Or like, Europe in general. We've been to Africa. Amazing. It was really cool. Like, when we he, – he proposed to me in Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so romantic. So, he, at the giraffe manor, you know, where you can, like, go, like, feed the giraffes. And, like, cool. you stay in a hotel where there's, like, giraffes all around. So, he proposed there. Um, but we didn't really fuck after he proposed because we were, like, sharing a – room with like his siblings so the Mm -hmm. only time that we really had time to like actually fuck was 
when we went to the Maasai Mara, which is uh, the safari part of the trip, oh, where cool. you like go and you get to see like the big five and you get to like wake up really early in the morning with the animals. But it was so cool because oh, so cool. we woke up really early morning. One of the early, one of the mornings we woke up really early to have sex and like you could just hear like all the birds around and like lions roaring in the distance. I was like, oh, this is like, like everything nature, right nature, now. nature, like, so primal, nature, natural. So animalistic, Ugh. so primal. I was like, we are in like the spot where everything originated and you're fucking me right now. You just proposed to me like, what? is life like, oh that's it's amazing glorious maybe that's why i don't have too many fantasies because i'm like you make my dreams come true honey oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean come on beautiful i am extremely extremely possessive though like mm. i hear about scorpio people, rising a hundred percent scorpio rising like i hear about people on your podcast they're like oh yeah i wouldn't mind if we brought someone in i'm like hell no you look at my man like the wrong way i'm like this is my man like <laughs> I'll kill you. Like, no. Like, y'all can watch, but you ain't coming into this. I have a I have a friend who is, she's Scorpio and ha- she's Scorpio son and she has same feelings. And I was talking about, I was like, yeah, and someday I want to have a nude party and did it. And I just meant like people wearing nude colors. Like that is a thing that I'm planning in the future. Like people will wear tan and brown <laughs> and whatever. Um, and she was like, oh, mm, I am not going to have my man like looking at other people, yeah. like naked people there. And I was like, and it was so funny because in that moment I was just like, Oh, that would be a problem for you because I, it doesn't enter my brain because I'm just like, no, no, it would just be a party where people are naked. That's all. He's like, I don't want him looking at other people like that. Is that how you feel? <laughs> yes, 100%. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned this because like, okay, so I had a threesome before. Uh-huh. This is my first and only threesome that I've had. And the only reason why it worked was because both of them were on me. Uh, I like yeah, the guy. That makes sense. And like earlier in the night, like my the guy and my friend were like making out and I got really mad at her. I was like, you can't make out with him. Like, Mm. this is my guy. Like, you're not allowed to do that. Like, I know we're just, we're all friends here, but no, this is mine. The reason Uh, why like the threesome works is because he was on me and she she was was on on me. me. Yeah. So it was totally fun. But they were on each other. I'd be like, hell no, what are you doing? Yeah, that's maybe not the right personality (laughs) for like polyamorous relationships. Exactly. Like, I actually asked my fiance that. I was like, would you ever want to bring someone into our relationship? Like, you know, just like into the bedroom. And he's like, babe, Mm, are you sure you really want that? I was like, absolutely not. I was just testing you. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to see what you'd say. (laughs) I'm listening to this podcast where they always bring people in and they're totally fine with it. And I just wanted to see what you'd say. (laughs) They all seem to be fine with it. No, not everybody. But I I mean, I've had a couple of like open people on, but I think that's just the beauty of like, it's an option. It's not a necessity. Exactly. And that's, I mean, even for myself, it's like, I think I'm open to it. Certainly, in theory, the reality of my life is like from a practical standpoint, yeah. I'm like exhausted most of the time, which I'm working to shift so that I can have more sex. Like, yes. that's what I you need to make time for the sex. Come on now. I mean, I'm working, I am working to monetize the podcast and grow it so I can get more advertisers so that I can have more time to have sex for myself. But yes. also, I want to have, I want to be like a creator of communities where we yeah. have not necessarily all group stuff, but just like gatherings where you bring your partners and you talk about sex like not necessarily an orgy and then there's a period of time where maybe it could turn into that or some sort of sex party or just I just feel like bringing people together and being more open in those ways yeah Yeah, I think it's just like really fun because I also think it's such a turn on to talk about sex and then go be with your partner yes I'm excited to go home after this I'm like I'm gonna jump your phones baby so excited (laughs) okay uh to wrap up If you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would it be? 
I would tell 15-year-old Raquel, clearly I thought about this, that's why. (laughs) Like when I first lost my virginity because my mom was very sex positive about it. But after I broke up with him, my my first boyfriend, my mom told me like, oh, he didn't deserve your virginity. Mm, And to me in my head, I was like, it's not that big of a deal. Like I don't care about virginity. Like I personally, I'm sorry, mom, but I really don't think virginity should be held up to that center. I think that's a very old way of looking at it. Yeah. Like it's just – we all have to lose it at some time. And I chose to give it to him. And like for me, I thought it was right because like I loved him. I really did want to be with him. Didn't happen to be forever, but I was okay with that. Yeah. And clearly I was okay with that because I started sleeping with other people even during my single phase after my last relationship. So I would tell 15-year-old Raquel that it's okay to not to not have sex with someone that you're not necessarily going to be with forever. To not have sex? To, to have sex. It's okay to have sex with people that you're not necessarily going to be with forever. Got it. Because there was shame around that for me for a little yeah. while. Yeah. Well, I heard the words lose, virginity. Yes. Choose. Yes. Give. Yes. And then I also think back to like husband hole. Exactly. And so there is this, I'm hearing an idea mm-hmm. of like. Commitment. Yeah. And, and like, val- but like all this, also there's like value judgments yes. around those things. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Now that you say that. Yeah. I mean, that's just what I, and I think that's very common yeah. in, in our culture. I'm just kind of like reflecting that. Um, where did the idea of the husband hole come from? I don't know. Just because I've never like, oh, because of my virginity. Like I lost my virginity to someone and I gave that away a long time ago. So oh. I'm like, I'm going to give this to someone that I'm going to be with forever then. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Now that you say that, I'm like, oh my God. I mean, that's, <laughs> I have my own versions of these things where I'm like, I'm so open. And then I'm like, oh, I still have stuff. Oh, we've yeah. all got stuff. Oh, okay. yeah. We're all unpacking our stuff and figuring it out. Like, what is this? <laughs> oh. Okay. Do you have any sex questions for me? Um, let's see, sex questions for you. What is, did you get asked this before? Like, what was your most outrageous sexual experience that you've ever had? I don't think I've gotten asked that. Okay, so what's your most outrageous sexual experience that you've ever had? I, okay, I'm going to interpret outrageous. Okay, yeah. What do you define as outrageous? For me, the most, oh, I don't know if this story is good if I don't say whose house it was (laughs) You want me to ask something else? No. Okay. For me, the most outrageous sex I ever had was when I cheated on my boyfriend. Mm. It was a huge pivotal moment in my life, and it was a very hot night. There was a fuck ton of tension leading up to that night, and I ended up having a threesome with the female-bodied person that I was like, Later fell in love with, but had not identified my feelings toward them as love feelings at the time. Oh, interesting. I was just like, I'm visiting my new best friend in New York, and I'm staying with them and their husband, and they're cat-sitting for this actress in a fancy, one of the Trump Tower buildings, like, you know, and so we were on a very tall floor with a view of the Manhattan skyline in this relatively famous person's bed, and I was just like, ah! And it, there was so much lead up to it. Like there was so much tension. Yeah. And I had I was having coffee with another friend in New York earlier that afternoon. And he was like, okay, I'm interrupting again. Tell me if you hate this or if you like the real-time updates. The friend I'm referring to is Tony Ruiz, who is now co-producing and head of marketing for Sex Stories Podcast. You can follow him at Tony Types. They're going to try to have sex with you tonight. Like you're leaving tomorrow. And I was like, no, like... A, I have a boyfriend. B, I would never do that. C, 
I know I have a boyfriend, but I'm kind of obsessed with this other person. Like, I used to be obsessed with someone who I would dream about him, like, five nights a week for nine months. Yeah, this is a crazy thing. And I felt just insane. Because uh, we didn't really ever have a thing. We just were friend acquaintances, yeah. but just in my brain. And my friend and their husband, who I ended up sleeping with, were talking to me about him because they knew him too. And it was sort of this thing where it was like that put me into this weird single brain mode and then we drank two glasses of wine but my friend fell asleep on the couch and then went to bed and then their husband was like talking to me but you know that tension where you're just like what is happening and I really love the tension of like is this going where I think it's going <laughs> and for me there was also danger because I was like there was so much at stake but by the time he leaned over and kissed me and I was like what about the wife's name yeah uh, and he was like, well, do you want to go be with them? And I was like, e yeah. And so my brain fell out of my head in a way where like I was not conscious in that moment of having a boyfriend or of like, yeah. and so that's a thing that I never, so to me it's outrageous because of the circumstances, yeah. because of the lead up, because of it sort of like cracked open the rest of my life so that I'm like doing this sex podcast Look now, like all of it, like it led to so many different I things. And that. so it was this big turning moment for me where, and we only, the three of us only had sex together once. So that's the closest thing I've had to a one night, a one night stand, oh. which is hilarious. But also the sex itself was so hot because yes. it was the first time that I was like, in a threesome with two people that were very engaged and they were focused on me, but also they were really uh, just very sensual. It was a very sensual experience. Ooh. And it was the first time that I had someone say, oh, if your clitoris is sensitive, like if it's too much, say, ooh. And if it feels perfect and you want more of that, say, ah. And so it was the first time like a partner that. gave me language tools when I was still like really struggling. Cause I was 25 at the time and I was really struggling to just like figure out how to communicate around sex. So. Yeah. I, I guess that's that. the most outrageous. I love that. I have some other good stories, though, too. Like, I definitely was, like, fucking a dude in South America on top of a hill overlooking a town. <laughs> like, you know, like, I've got some good I've got some good stuff. I also broke a toilet seat just making out with a dude when I was in Venice and I was 18. And, like, I was, like, hitting on his cousin but making out with him. And then, like, it was a very hilarious, like, I we were, like, that. running in and out of each other's <laughs> hotel rooms. And, like, my Swedish friend was, like, the, it was, like, a very comedy of errors and then, like, trying to sneak away from the creepy guy downstairs. Stairs. So like just anyway, so. I love it. 